Hello and welcome to Natural Health Simplified, where we help you cut through the noise and provide simple, science-based strategies to help you live a healthy life. I'm Bobby Mehta from Blackmores Institute, and today I'm joined by Director of the Blackmores Institute, pharmacist, naturopath and respected author, Professor Leslie Braun. Today we're going to discuss running, and more specifically, some of the key nutrients that can support those of us who enjoy going for a run, either for leisure or in a competitive capacity. Welcome to Natural Health Simplified. How are you, Leslie? Hi, Bobby. I'm good. Look, I'm sure this episode's going to be of interest to many people. I mean, you only need to look around the parks these days or when you have a look at the boardwalks near the beach to see how popular running is. Yeah, you raise a really good point there, Leslie. According to the State of Running report, I did a bit of research, and it's shown that globally running has increased by over 57% over the past 10 years. And interestingly, the uh, motive for running has also changed with people seemingly more motivated by the psychological, social and health benefits rather than the achievement focus of getting a fast time in a race, for example. So to align with the motives of people wanting to run to be healthier, I think there's a great opportunity here to also educate them on the natural options that they can utilise to help them with their running. Yeah, Bobby, I also think that running is something that's really cheap and accessible for people as well. All you need is a good pair of runners and away you go. You don't need any special equipment or to be anywhere special at all. So I think that's probably helped as well. But when it comes to nutrients, there's absolutely a lot of things that can be very helpful. The things that I think about are supporting muscle function as well as energy production, which are two really important areas to consider for anyone doing any kind of sport, actually. Yeah, I think I just need the motivation and the desire. (laughs) Uh, But look, that looks like a really great starting point to me. Muscles and running go together like hands in a glove because running is really a whole body workout. And obviously it involves a lot of the uh, more well-known muscle groups of the lower body, like the calves, the quads, the hamstrings and the glutes, but it also involves the core muscles as well in around the torso. And I'm sure I've got them somewhere there under this layer of fat. Uh, So the demands on the muscles are actually pretty huge. Yes, spot on. Look, muscles are literally the driving force for runners. So when I think of muscles, there is one nutrient that always comes to mind before anything else, and that is magnesium. Uh, And it also plays a role with energy, if my memory serves me well. Yep, good old magnesium has a very important role when it comes to muscles, and you're right, it also has a link with energy production too. In fact, we'll look at that first. There's a number of reactions that take place to help the body break down carbohydrates and fats in order to produce energy, and these reactions are dependent on magnesium. Therefore, there's a very clear link that demonstrates that magnesium plays a critical part in maintaining and supporting energy levels in the body. And if you're a runner, that's going to be pretty important. Leslie, from personal experience, I know that any vigorous activity leaves me struggling with muscle cramps a few hours later, which is probably why I don't do much of it. Can you explain the link between magnesium and cramping? Because this would be yet another beneficial effect of magnesium in terms of supporting those people who do like running and who do need that support for their muscle function. Look, Bombi, if cramping's an issue for you, I think you really need to look at your fluid intake. That's incredibly important. And obviously your food. And there certainly is a role for magnesium here as well. In fact, magnesium has a role in relieving muscle cramps and also muscle stiffness, and it's related to its relationship with calcium. When you think of magnesium, you really need to think of calcium together because they work in balance. When the body doesn't have enough magnesium, calcium levels tend to rise, and we know that calcium plays an important role in skeletal muscle contraction. So it follows that not having enough magnesium can result in muscle cramps because magnesium has a role in muscle relaxation. So basically you're out of balance. That's why it's really important to have adequate amounts of calcium because it will help to relieve muscle cramps. 
Magnesium is just a real champion ingredient, isn't it, when it comes to exercise? Oh, it certainly is. And it's incredibly popular these days as well. We know it's good for cardiovascular health, but we also know that if you start to do high levels of exercise and your body's not quite ready and conditioned, then there's evidence to suggest that it can be harmful. There's also evidence to suggest that continuously high levels of exercise, like marathon running, can also have a negative effect on cardiovascular health. So we know that exercise places an extra demand on the heart. And once again, it's really interesting because magnesium's been shown to have benefits in supporting cardiovascular health. So when I think of magnesium, it's not just for muscles and making sure muscles don't cramp and making sure muscles are nice and relaxed, but there's also an effect in supporting cardiovascular health. That's great. I think we're going to have a tough time trying to trump the role magnesium can play in runners. But you mentioned some options for supporting energy production as well. Now, which nutrients in particular would you say are the most beneficial for this? Well, when I think of energy production and it comes to sport, the one I always think about is CoQ10. In fact, CoQ10 is my pick of all of the different ingredients when it comes to energy production. The other thing I think about is vitamin B12, but for a completely different reason. So the reason I think of B12 is because a deficiency of B12 can result in people having low energy levels, feeling fatigued as well. And there's definitely a relationship between the intake of B12 and tiredness and fatigue. So I would suggest everyone makes sure they get their B12 levels checked. And also if you're a vegetarian or a vegan or you don't have many animal sources of B12, you're really going to need to look at how you get your B12 levels up. And how can you get it from the diet? So which foods are good for B12? Well, as I said, it's mainly animal sources. So about 25% of B12 in the diet typically comes from red meat. About 30 to 50% comes from milk and dairy products. So if you're not having red meat, you'll really need to look at other sources of B12. Uh, Now, you mentioned CoQ10. I know it's essential when it comes to energy, but tell us more, especially with, uh, I think, cellular energy production. It plays a crucial role. How does it do that? So coenzyme Q10 is important in the cell. In fact, it's essential for the production of a molecule called ATP, which in other words is cellular energy. You find CoQ10 in all parts of the body. You actually find a lot of CoQ10 in the heart because if you think about it, the heart is continuously working. It never slows down. Now, you can get some CoQ10 from food sources, but they're not particularly good and you don't find very high amounts either. There was a study done in Denmark that found that the typical Danish diet, which contains a bit of meat and fish, only had between three and five milligrams of CoQ10 in there. So if you're needing more concentrated sources, you're going to need to look at some kind of supplement. Now, if you don't like animal products, for example, you can get a little bit of CoQ10 in plant-based options like broccoli, cauliflower, nuts, spinach and soil, but it's really low levels. Now, the benefits of CoQ10, like magnesium, are not just limited to one thing. However, like magnesium, it supports healthy cardiovascular system function and energy. So in that way, it's really similar. The other thing that's really important to note is that the body does make up a little bit of its own CoQ10, but this declines with age. So if you're getting older, and you're not having a lot of animal products, your CoQ10 levels are likely to be low. So you really need to watch for your CoQ10 intake. Thanks, Leslie. So just to recap, we've discussed the importance of supporting muscles and energy levels if you're a runner, and we took a closer look at three key nutrients, magnesium, vitamin B12, and CoQ10. Now, I was just wondering if you had any pointers around doses for any of those. Look, magnesium is really popular as a supplement right now, and I think it's been popular for a long time, actually. But getting the right dose is critical. So the dose that I would recommend here is equivalent to roughly 300 milligrams of elemental magnesium a day. Now look for magnesium that is a citrate or a glycinate because they are the most absorbable forms. 
Now, when it comes to CoQ10, the doses range a little bit. And in fact, Bobby, a couple of years ago, I was consulting to one of the AFL footy clubs. And the dose I was recommending there was between 100 milligram and 150 milligrams a day of CoQ10. And the thing that the guys came back to me and said that within the first week already, they found that not only were they training better, but their recovery improved as well. So CoQ10 is one of those things that's really safe and also one of those long-term solutions. And if I didn't know, you wouldn't tell me. I would ask you which (laughs) AFL club that was to see how they're performing now, but we won't put you under the microscope. They're doing well. Are they? Excellent. Thank you so much, Leslie. That's a great summary. I loved hearing those uh, tips and information about those ingredients. It's been wonderful speaking with you again, and hopefully we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Bobby, for having me. And I hope you've also enjoyed this episode of the podcast, and I look forward to you joining me again soon for another episode. I'm Bobby Mehta, and this has been Natural Health Simplified. Until next time, goodbye for now. Hold up. 